0: backslash AI prompt to get you started now. Good luck, Scoob Hello there, Scoob Hey, if you're anything like me, I am just so tired of going from screen to screen to screen, trying to figure out my analytics for all of my social medias and trying to figure out where I can put any and all my energies to get as much reach as I can. Well, I think I've finally found the solution. Elementary analytics, that's right, elementary analytics. Now at a single press of a button, I could see all my social media analytics from Google to Twitter to Facebook, all my important information all on one screen, all on one screen. Can you believe it? And if you really needed to, you could print charts for any possible meetings you might have. If you want to learn more about this amazing program, go to tuepodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial with no credit card needed. That's TUEpodcast.net backslash EA for a 14-day free trial. Try it right now and see what it can do for you. Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 17. In numerology, the number 17 reduces to the number 8. 1 plus 7 equals 8, which is associated with success in business and material aspects of life.
1: Interesting. Understand your balance, build the schedule as best you can. Uh, If if you don't have a, a life partner, somebody that lives with you, find a good friend who can help bring you back to reality if you get too lost in your own world. Because as an entrepreneur, unless you're taking over a business that's established or you have a boatload of money to start with, you're probably starting by yourself.
0: Undiscovered Entrepreneur, the podcast where brand new entrepreneurs come to life and could quite possibly be discovered. Join me, DJ Scoob, and the rest of the Scoob Believers as we help these new businesses become a reality. And now, away we go! Hello, Scoob Believer! And welcome to The Undiscovered Entrepreneur, episode number 17. A great number 17. Oh my goodness, I can't even believe I made it this far. And it's just going to keep going. I hope it just keeps going and going. All right, so the gentleman that we heard at the very beginning here, his name is Trevor. Trevor is the lead facilitator in a company called Common Leaders LLC, which actually gives a lot of different types of coaching and uh help for entrepreneurs, and I really thought he would be a great fit for the show because he's kind of doing something that I'd like to be doing, too. Before we really get into the show here, uh, I wanted to say something just really quick. Uh, two things, actually. Uh Thing number one, I did change the format of the intro a little bit, and I'd really like to know if that's okay with you, if it sounded good, if it didn't sound good. So if you can go to toepodcast.net backslash 17 and just give me a quick... Comment there to let me know if you liked it or if you didn't like it or whatever. You know, this is all about you and your show and I want to make sure I'm doing it good for you. Another thing I'd like to mention here real quick before getting into the interview is I've noticed that uh, when I put out a show and it gets released, I have five people that seem to be right on the money in listening to my show. So those five people, if you're listening right now, And if you are the one of the five people that download my show really quickly and enjoy my show, I would really like to get in touch with you and talk to you. Uh, Please, if you can DM me on my Twitter at DJScoop, S-K-O-O-B 2021 right now. I mean, stop listening and get a hold of me right now. I'd really, really like to talk to you. All right. With that being said, let's listen to Trevor from Common Leaders, LLC. Salutations school believers and we are here again with another amazing new entrepreneur today we're here with trevor hey trevor welcome to uh undiscovered entrepreneur
1: hey jesse how are you
0: fantastic thank you so much for being on the show all right so i have one really kind of important serious question to ask you okay you ready all right are you a school believer
1: I am very much a school believer, Justy. I am excited to be on the podcast, and I've heard other people who are already school believers, and I'm pumped to be a school believer.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Trevor. We have a new school believer, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. All right, Trevor. So what I'd like you to do is just tell me a little bit about who you are, how long you've actually had your entrepreneur adventure, and what it's all about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll try to keep it as short as possible because as you noticed in my submission, I sometimes (laughs) over-elaborate. My entrepreneurial journey started when I was probably 11 or 12 years old when I started growing pumpkins on my uh, family farm. I got a part of a row and my dad said, you can put whatever you want there. So I went through the seed catalog and white pumpkins, luminas is what they were called, is what stuck out to me. And that year, I think I grew like 20 or 25 white pumpkins, and I sold them to uh, a guy who was going to sell them at his market. And that was really my first entrepreneurial endeavor. Uh, and it was cool. It was cool. It was kind of uh, a lonely endeavor. You know, I got to talk to the pumpkins. We got to be friends. I got to watch them grow up and then plow them under and start over again. <laughs> it
0: was <almost> like children.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I counted them, you know, from the time they were like, Bigger than a flower to the time that I picked them. I counted them. It was, it was pretty intense back in the day. <laughs> um, and now I find myself 20 years later with uh, an LLC in the state of California, which is not where I grew up. And I registered that LLC in September of last year. So September of 2021 was when I became an official business owner in the expensive state of California. and my business is called common leaders and it has nothing to do with farming
0: oh well you know just because you start with the farming doesn't mean you're going to be farming for the rest of your life about that whole thing so yeah all right that's a great story i love the pumpkins that's
1: (laughs) (laughs) i have it here true story
0: oh yeah Uh, so those of you who are uh watching on my youtube channel because you can't see it he has a, uh, a tattoo of the pumpkin on his on his right arm there. So. Yeah,
1: I, the first tattoo I ever got, um, and we moved to San Diego about three years ago. And it's kind of a rite of passage, it feels like, to have a tattoo in San Diego or Portland, Oregon, uh, because everybody's got ink. And I wanted to make sure that I could get something I would never regret. And there are very few things that I could peg that to. So I got what I perceive, my interpretation of a, of a baby pumpkin that had just popped out of the ground with a seed still on top. Nice. That's cool. All right. So um, what actually made you want to start
0: your business? I mean, what was the, I mean, we heard the pumpkin story and I get that, mm-hmm. but I mean, as far as the business right now that, that you just currently started, what actually made you want to start that?
1: Uh, It was a lot of factors, timing related that sort of converged all at once. Um, and I mentioned this in my, in my form to you also that The business started a little bit differently than I had anticipated timing-wise, but I was coming off a pretty successful and very fulfilling career as a director of operations. I say career, it was all three years and change um, at a pediatric therapy company where we did OT, PT, and speech therapy for kids, and I joined when it was a startup, very small, and we were by most metrics, very successful. I'm very proud of the work we did there very proud to have worked for the person I worked for. And coming off that, I, for the first time since being a kid, (laughs) obviously felt confident enough that I could potentially create something that was sustainable and something I could pass on to another entrepreneur in the future. And, um, and so I went for it, you know, after being the number two at a small company, the idea of going to a bigger fish and being, uh, or a bigger pond and being a small fish was not appealing. And it also wasn't super appealing to go back to the startup world right away because I was a little burned out. Um, so I thought I'd start my own startup so I could at least make my own schedule. Um, and I also think that and this is, is kind of a diversion a little bit, but I also think that our country in the environment of business and work right now is really ripe for entrepreneurs. I think there's, a, there's been a record number of people who have started businesses in the last two years during the pandemic. And so you, you could look at that and say, it's saturated. And I say, no, I think it's exciting because the nature of our day-to-day existence is so different than it was three years ago that I think it leaves huge, huge opportunities for people who want to try, th- try to do things differently. Even the news media, I think, is a huge opportunity right now because nobody trusts them. So <laughs> uh, and because there's such a gap in trust, inevitably somebody, and we've seen it, somebody, some entities are going to fill those gaps. And so when I started to look at the landscape of the business world, plus where I was at personally, it made sense that something could work. And uh, so I jumped in. I Sort of told my told my wife what my ideas were, and um, and my, my boss, and I had some experience consulting before, so I jumped in.
0: All right, that's amazing. Uh, one thing I want to touch on real quick here is uh, market saturation. Uh, you make a great point in that too. Another thing about market saturation that kind of kind of sticks out to me is just because the market may be saturated with one particular type of thing, that's not a bad thing. That's actually, I think that's a really good thing because it's actually working right now. That means it's working for somebody else. The only thing that you need to do is either change it or make it better. And if you can do that, then you definitely have a viable business for yourself.
1: A hundred percent agree. And it's hard sometimes as a business owner to not look at the saturation and feel like either defeated or feel kind of cynical of other people because you're like oh you know they they don't have the credentials they don't have the this or the that like what are they what business do they have being in here and then to flip the script and say well if they can be successful with it like first of all why would i be angry that they could be successful like good for them but also like i think i could work in that space too um and and maybe have something and i agree i think the saturation it brings attention to a topic and it it gets people excited, so I, I do think that saturation, while it's going to lead to inevitable pain and failure for some people, <laughs> because that's what entrepreneurship also is, I also think it it, uh, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. If you're just looking to do the bare minimum, I think it's probably a bad thing for you. But if you're ready to work and do things a little different, then I think it's a huge opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you're not afraid to niche down in that saturated area. If you niche down to the point where it's not just, for example, um, the the uh, health and wellness, if you're going to do running, well, you can't do just running. You want to do running for people that are over 50, and you don't want to just do running for people over 50. You want to do like running for people over 50 that want to run their first half marathon or something like that. Even though it's a saturated area, if you niche down in that saturated area, you actually can find a place that will work well for you. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or if you just have like the right branding and right personality to go with what you're doing to set yourself apart. Um, There is a huge push. There's always a huge push, especially by by amateur marketers, I think, to to niche down as far as you can go, whether it be podcasting or business in general. And it does help to like get started and get a fast start. But I also think you self-limit by over-niching. Like with your podcast, this podcast is not overly niche and therefore i think it leaves a lot of space for a brand to just do better than others and and
0: the one thing the one thing that you could always bring to the table that nobody ha- else would have is yourself i mean you know me being wh- what i do and and i mean i basically brand myself with my my scooby doo laugh and my, and my logo and my tie and there's not going to yeah. be anybody else that could go <laughs> Like, I, There it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I've been waiting for it. Oh, <laughs> thank you. So, <laughs> two nice. people get really excited when I do that. I don't know why. Okay, so um, I know you said you started last September. Uh, since you've actually started your business, uh, what are some of the problems or pitfalls that you've come across that kind of stick out in your mind? Because every every business and entrepreneur adventure is going to have some sort of pitfalls. Uh, what have you come across?
1: At the risk of getting a lot of sales calls after this, oh, <laughs> I, I would say uh, it, and there's, a, there's a lot of different answers I, I had to this because I thought through it a bunch. And it's a, it's a simple question, but it's also, I think, an important one, both for me from self-reflection, but also for the sake of honesty uh, for your podcast. And that's sales. has been tough for me. And I don't mean sales in generating leads. Uh, I mean, sales in the sense of moving an individual or an organization from somebody who is interested in what I do to a client has been a difficult challenge, which I suppose I would have anticipated. I did not know the extent that it would bother me. (laughs) In short, it's really, it's been really, really tough for me to say here's here's my price or here's the boundary on our first meeting like I'll talk for an hour and a half on a 30 minute call because I just I'm so interested in what they're doing and I want to help so much um which is all well and good but doesn't necessarily serve the business um so that's that's been the hardest real true business piece of the puzzle for me
0: yeah and i could see how that can be a rough time for you too um, one thing I, 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 I'm assuming you know who Pat Flynn is. Do you know who Pat Flynn is? No, I recognize the no. name, but that's okay. So, um, any of my podcasts, anybody listening listened to this uh, before, I talk a lot about Pat Flynn and who he is and what he's done. So, I would suggest uh, there's a book he's written called Superfans, mm-hmm. and he actually talks about how to. It it's like a reverse funnel. I mean, I know what you know what a funnel is, but it's kind of a reverse funnel where you're starting for people from just casual people that happen to stumble across you and working your way up and how to make them become super fans. And when they become super fans, they're basically saying, I'm going to buy anything that you have. And it kind of gives you a step-by-step process, how to turn somebody from a casual, casual person or casual customer to a super fan. I would suggest reading that. I think that would do really well for you. How to do that marketing and how to turn those people into super fans.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'll definitely check it
0: out. Yeah, I'll shoot. I'll shoot you a picture of. I'll shoot you a picture of it, so you you know you know what you're looking for. And I do have it. If anybody's listening, I do have it in my resources page on my website at uepodcast.net. Cool.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. And I've also acknowledged along with that. Like early on, I thought the first hire I would make when I was ready to hire would be a marketing person because social media is like all the things that it is for me, which is not always the easiest or most fun. And about a, about three, four, five weeks ago, somewhere in that process of where I was really, really, anch- like uncomfortable, not even anxious. I was just uncomfortable moving people fr- to that next phase. Um, and I was actively avoiding doing it. <laughs> I, I cut it off and I said, as soon as I can, I'm going to structure a sales program and bring on a salesperson because my there's a lot of talk about zone of genius in business mm-hmm. books, especially oh, yes. Yes. over the past few years. Mm-hmm. And my zone of genius is not in sales. My zone of genius is in one-on-ones and with groups. So if I'm going to aspire to build a successful business, I should limit the amount of energy <laughs> That I'm going to put into trying to be a good salesperson because it's going to take more energy than it's ever going to get me. Because even if I become a textbook read salesperson, I'm still going to hate it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I could see that too. Because if it's not if it's not in that zone of genius, you're not going to be comfortable doing it. It's not going to make you feel as well as if you're actually talking on the one-on-one or group people like you know that you can do. Um, one person that talks a lot about his zone of genius and how to find it uh, cliff Ravenscraft cliff Ravenscraft is actually one of my guests uh, he's been around for a really long time he was a podcaster for about 20 years and he moved over to life coach and uh, coaching other people too but he talks about his zone of genius and where he came across it and that might be something to look into too for anybody that's interested in finding out what that's about so yeah. all right that's Fantastic. All right. So, uh, do you have any like influences or do you have any uh, mentors or anything that kind of gets you to move forward or kind of anything like that?
1: Yeah, i have a whole series. I don't list them all, but I, <laughs> I you know, uh,
0: like your top three, maybe, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of inspirations and I, and I'm very fortunate to have had a lot of good mentors and I, I think of myself more of a vessel for all the cool stuff they taught me than that I'm so smart. <laughs> that's not what it is. <laughs> uh, but I, I have had some really good ones. I think the, the biggest aspirational, I'll give you an aspirational one who I don't personally know, but who sort of opened my eyes to a different way of work. And that's uh, the really stereotypical Elon Musk. Uh, I read his, his book, his biography, like, I don't know, five or six years ago. And I was really just blown away at his interest and passion for combining a greater human need with an endeavor where you could make a living. And in his case, a good living, but like the point is to be in his case, I think to become wealthy, but also serve humanity. And if you can, like, that was an appealing, like you don't have to be evil to also do well. Um, So that was helpful to understand that concept. and then definitely my mom is a huge inspiration oh yes uh, i i am very fortunate to have awesome parents but i will put a big inspiration squarely on my mom's shoulders because i when i started on specifically common leaders track i always keep her in mind because she took a different track than i did professionally and it didn't involve a lot of higher education uh and I don't think that that should exclude people from something like leadership development and having bigger opportunities in the world and having access to great resources. I don't think you should have to go to graduate school to do that. So anytime I consider whether something could be of value to people or how I'm going to phrase something, I try to keep my mom in mind because if it doesn't interest my mom or it doesn't make sense to someone like my mom, then I'm not really hitting my initial inspired mission. (laughs) And then the last person is, uh, is Corey. Corey Roan, who I worked for at Milestone Pediatric Therapy for three years, she was my my boss there, and she founded a startup herself about three and a half four years ago. Has been wildly successful um, in in most metrics. The pandemic has sucked at times for her, and the Great Resignation has been tough on the business. But overall, she has been very, very, very successful, and also in in the whole time struggled as much with business issue, issues as she did with how do I balance my time with my family the right way? Um, how do I dedicate time to my kids the right way? How do I make sure when my kids grow up, they'll know who mom is and what she's about? Um, and that was really inspiring to me. That really changed my perspective on what what an entrepreneur could look like because a lot of people who are wildly successful have trash home lives. And uh, that was a big a big hindrance for me when I ever considered opening a business because I just didn't want to go down that track. So Corey's been hugely helpful and also a huge support for me. Gave me a big opportunity and we had a lot of success together and I'm really grateful.
0: All right, that's fantastic. Yeah, Elon Musk has been mentioned at least two or three times in the podcast up to this point. I'm pretty sure that we all kind of understand how that works. Um, One thing I'd like to mention too is you can sell and serve at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not yeah. really a bad thing to be a salesperson. Trust me. I was a 16-year car salesman. I've sat on that side of the road before <laughs> where everybody thinks I'm really bad. But what we really like to do as entrepreneurs is help people with what we know and, and what we serve with. So it's not a bad thing to be able to sell and serve at the same time. Um, another thing, too, is I really like the fact that you use your mom as one of your like mentors and the people that you look up to. And it sounds like she really had a great way to balance family life with with everything that she had going on. And one of the things I like to point out when we talk about balance is the book, The Four-Hour Workweek. If anybody reads that book, they kind of understand how we can actually make our business and kind of put things off to other people. That way we can make that balance uh, in our lives. It's a little bit rough at first when I first started out because it's uh, all kind of on you. But once things start growing and going, we can balance things out, uh, delegate things to other people. That way we can have that balance for ourselves.
1: So yeah, that's some great yeah. stuff. Do you mind? Uh, I, I like to do this thing. If someone calls out their mom on my podcast and almost everybody does uh, funny enough is I like to give like a little fist bump shout out to grace to my mom. Oh, <laughs> She's go, mom. awesome. <laughs>
0: my mom, my mom, uh, her name is Patty. I, this is the first time I mentioned my mom. Hi mom. Okay, so (laughs) she uh, she's a big inspiration to me, too. She's the kind of mom that will uh, she goes skydiving. She has backyard parties. um, She's done all kinds of great things in her life. Uh, There was a cup for a while there. She was holding uh, she had a huge screen in her backyard and she would play black and white movies. And then she had a friend that had a pipe organ. So they would bring the pipe organ, like a portable pipe organ in, and they would actually play the soundtrack right there on that pipe organ to the black and white movies. Just crazy stuff like that. That's cool. So that's, I, I guess that's where I get a lot of my ah, kind of kind of background, <laughs> I guess.
1: Dude, kind of- I'm telling you if, you, if you phrase it the right way, almost every single person will say either a mom or a mom figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: another person that, ins- that inspires me a lot is, uh, my son. Uh, he actually gave us, now I, I'm, here's another thing. Uh, he actually gave me the tagline of my show. I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. Uh, he said that when he was six years old. Wow. Yeah. So now he's 15. Now he's carried that all the way through junior high school, all the way through high school. And he's doing really well with it, using that phrase to kind of push him along to, to be better. And I do the same thing as well, too. Ever since I heard that, I kind of used that as a motivation. So whenever I talk about a specific person that motivates me, I always mention my son.
1: That's cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome that he's carried it through, too. Because six-year-olds, you know, like kids, uh, they don't have filters. So they say funny, inspirational things accidentally and often. But then to be able to to carry it, like put that on your back and take it with you is is a pretty cool concept.
0: Yeah. As soon as he said that, I posted it up on his wall. you right. I, posted it up, I put it up on his wall and made a couple of things for him. So he wouldn't forget it. Cause it's like, I know as he gets a little older, he might've forgot about it, but if we keep reminding it, this is something that you said that was very powerful. Always remember that. So.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Cool. That, thanks for sharing your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you've, you've said you haven't really been doing this for very long since, since last September, but When do you know you've made it? I mean, when you get to that point and you say, God, this is exactly where I wanted to be at this particular time in my life. What does that look like to you?
1: That's so funny. (laughs) It's funny because uh, I have yet to meet uh, a small business owner, not a solopreneur, because I think solopreneurs aspire to be by themselves. That's totally fine. But the average entrepreneur, small business owner, changes that goalpost so frequently. um for me i have already hit some of them just by registering a corporation and getting to spend my time how i want it and of late having some projects come in has been really good i'm sorry my kitties are gonna that's okay me. um go away buddy uh <laughs> <laughs> that's all right this is this is
0: real life trevor it's okay <laughs>
1: When will I know? I think the, the first the first milestone to know that I've made it will be hiring uh, another leadership development person for the company, somebody who is doing something similar to what I do or aspire to do um, to multiply our efforts. I think that will be, without a doubt, uh, the first mark of success, because that will mean that I've started to scale a little bit.
0: Good. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always good to have those goals. That's why I asked that question, because A lot of people have different ways of measuring their success and where they're going for their future. So some people will say, you know, I don't think I'll ever make it because if I get to that point, that means the adventure is over and I don't want it to be over. And some people will say, oh, when I get to the big house and I have this and I got that and it's like, okay, but I like trying to fall like somewhere in between there where, yeah, I have some monetary goals, but I do have goals for my company as well, too, to help other people and just to keep it going. So
1: I already hit one. I had I had a a guest on the show, and the guest's son texted me that uh, he's a friend of mine. But he texted me that he cried. It was such an impactful episode, and he learned so much about his mom during that episode that he cried. And uh, I won't say his name because I don't want to embarrass him. But that was a pretty that was a pretty big moment for me as a as a podcast person, but also as a business owner to have had that much impact on on a family was, uh, I'm going to get emotional just saying it, but it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the same way for me too. If I just hear or know that I've impacted one person with my shows or changed their life in some positive kind of way that makes me feel good. And that's one of the reasons why I do these particular shows is just to help that one person that's going to listen and know that I've helped one, that one person that's definitely a driving force for me. So, so I don't know if you've come across this or not in your entrepreneur adventure, but if you've ever met someone that wants to do the same type of business as you are, what what kind of advice would you give them? What steps would you have them take?
1: A really, really solid question. Um, If they were trying to get into the exact same, like step into the exact vision that I had, step one is, I mean, going backwards, figure out how you're going to sell to people. (laughs) Get some help. (laughs) Don't, on one hand, I could say that that's my biggest advice, but that's trash. It's not. Um, it's a good problem to have to figure out how to do that. So I would say step one is if you don't know your own boundaries, get a mentor that will help you with knowing your boundaries because I I am in the coaching realm of things um, and I've been fortunate to be have been a consultant and coach and one of the biggest ways you can separate yourself from the life coach market, which is flooded right now, is by knowing your boundaries because a lot of them don't because they haven't had any technical training. And that's not a knock, it's just fact. Uh, so knowing your boundaries and knowing when to say that's outside of my scope, I think you should seek professional help or counseling. Knowing a boundary is really, really important when you are in the advice giving world. Um, for for a lot of reasons, mostly ethical reasons. And then the other piece of advice I would say is what well, to first get more marketing, understand marketing, understand the digital landscape. Everything is digital. If you think you're going to be in person, you are very misguided in 2022. It's all digital. So figure out how to build a digital brand, understand what that means for you and, uh, and pursue it and hammer it and get help with it. And then the, the last piece, of course, and we mentioned it already, is balance. Understand your balance, build the schedule as best you can. Uh, if, if you don't have a, a life partner somebody that lives with you, find a good friend who can help bring you back to reality if you get too lost in your own world. Because as an entrepreneur, unless you're taking over a business that's established or you have a boatload of money to start with, you're probably starting by yourself. And that's a very slippery slope to get lost between your ears. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have uh, not just a wife who is very supportive, but also a family who's very supportive and friends. And I think without them, it would be, I know I'm driving them nuts, (laughs) like the first three months in business, because they're my primary people to talk to. Um, So I think establishing good network and good connections so that you have an outlet, so not everything is in your head. Um, because otherwise, first of all, your ideas will be unchecked. So you'll think that you're either really stupid or really brilliant, but you won't have any basis for that evaluation. <laughs> and, and and also just to make sure that, you know, you're okay and doing okay. Have somebody neutral in your life that can help you with that.
0: All right. That's fantastic. Yeah. Having mentors to kind of point you in a direction, that's a really important to have. So, you know, you're going down the right path and they can tell you if you can run something by me. Is this you know, do you have any experience in this? And they could tell you yes or no and point you in a direction. That's important. Do me a favor though. Can you explain to me uh, boundaries? I mean, can you get a little more in depth with boundaries and what that pertains to?
1: Sure. Uh, having worked at a startup prior to this, I was pretty familiar with not having them <laughs> because I gave a lot of my time to that startup. And here's an example of not having good boundaries or having boundaries and not sticking to them <laughs> is I worked... Uh, We were open Monday through Friday, pretty normal business schedule. We were open from seven in the morning until seven at night for quite a while. And eventually until 630. And there were a lot of times, a lot of days and a lot of weeks on end that I would be there around 7 a.m. and leave around 7 p.m. or between 530 and 7 p.m. And that sets up for an unbalanced life. (laughs) Um, There were times when my wife would be home before me, um, or be home on a Friday. Uh, and she would say like, Hey, I want to start dinner. Are you going to leave soon? And I would say, Yes, I'm going to leave soon. I just have one thing to finish. Well, inevitably, that one thing leads you to that two or three other things that you forgot that you really, really need to finish today. And without her being both compassionate towards what was going on, because she knew what was going on, at work. But also forceful about like this isn't okay. Uh, you can you can get pretty lost in a world of self-importance about the things that you have to finish at work or the things that you have to do for your company are the most important things in the world. And that may or may not be true. I don't want to overly define that for someone else, but um, you'll definitely wake up someday and and wish that you had come home a little earlier from time to time. And with your own business. And with a small business in general, whether you work for it or you own it, there is never going to be an end to the work. You never finish the checklist. It is not possible. Like it just isn't unless you are a very, very, very process oriented person. And you're so technically trained like an engineer might be an ending at the end because that's where you define the end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, you're a, if you're a decent entrepreneur, you can see the bigger picture and the bigger picture is ever expanding. And therefore your task list is going to be ever expanding. So setting boundaries and understanding and at least having a relationship with that word, I think is important. So you can start to set them. I'm really sorry. I might have to go steal that mouse from him. Can you hear that?
0: <laughs> no, no, That's no, okay. That's okay. Like I said before, my, this is real life. I don't mind some extra background stuff. My, my I, cat's
1: playing with his mouse because I took his other toys away, but I missed oh, the squeaky mouse. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: that's all right. A squeaky mouse is okay. All right. We're going to feature that in the show, as a matter of fact. No, I'm just kidding. All right. (laughs) I'm down. All right. So um, I always like to ask this question, and it's one of my favorite questions, but I did steal it from another podcast. So sorry, everybody. Uh, What is the one question you wish I would have asked you, but I didn't? Because I always miss one really good one. And I always get some people say, I wish he would have asked me this question because I was ready for it. So I don't
1: know if I want to give you my favorite question because it's my favorite question to ask in a podcast, but I also think it's it gets some of the more fun answers. Um, a question I really like to ask—I'm going to say this hesitantly—and it's similar to one you asked before about success. Um, I I like to ask people like if if you host a thing that's around your business, like you have an event that's around your business, what do you hope that someone walks up to you and says at the end of it? to know that you have hit your goals, to know that you hit your vision.
0: Okay. Okay. I like that. Go ahead. Go with that. how would you answer that?
1: <laughs> I was really hoping that you were going to answer it. Oh, no, no, This is for you, my friend. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because I don't, I, I haven't thought through an answer, ironically. It's so fun because when you ask the questions, you love the questions, but you don't frequently, I don't frequently answer them myself. Uh, if If I have an event and someone comes up to me afterwards, I think oh, I know exactly what it would be, would be, how can I join your company? That's like, that to me would mean success or how can I build a company like yours? Um, I think that that would be the ultimate compliment because that would have meant that I had an impact on them from a business standpoint and a character standpoint that was something that they wanted to emulate. And I never, never thought about it before, but I'm pretty sure that that would be it be like, how can I, how can I be like you? Like, that would be crazy. Like I say that weird, but like, can you, I can't, I can't imagine somebody say that to me outright. Like the Elon Musk thing. Can you imagine being on the other side of that and being Elon Musk where so many people want to be like you? Uh, It would be embarrassing, but it would also be so fulfilling to know that you had that big of an impact. Wow. I just blew my own mind, man. That's that happens sometimes.
0: That's actually why I asked that question because you know it really gets you thinking about well what what you know what would that one question be and then how do i answer that question that's even more like more thought provoking than the question you know <laughs> so that's why i like that one all right so i would really like to know at this point what goals you have set for yourself for the next 6 months in 6 months what i'd like to do is follow up with you and see if you've reached those goals so in 6 months what goals do you have set for yourself
1: and your company Six months from now puts us in July, August, right? Yeah. Yeah. August. So, so it helps (laughs) me to visualize where I am on a calendar. So it's August here in San Diego. It'll be like the end of tourist season. All the kids will be going back to school. The beaches clear up. The weather hits about 75, 80 degrees. It's super nice here in August. Um, It's always when weddings are, so we have to travel somewhere. Um, So I'm walking along the bay, reflecting on like what I'm about to do today. What will I be hoping for six months from now? I hope that I have at least one part-time employee. Um, Okay. Realistically, I hope for two. I hope that I have a salesperson and also somebody who helps me with some admin and leadership development, um, just like a generalist. Who helps here and there, like maybe 10, 15 hours a week for Mm. both? I think that would be amazing. That would mean that I don't have enough time to finish everything my own. And I've recognized it and I have the capital to hire someone. Um, And that then also I'm helping like scale, which is an important word in small business for me. (laughs) Um, So I hope I have a couple of part time employees. I hope that my goal for the year, I forget the exact number, but I, I wanna say it's like, around a couple million people. My goal is to have a couple million impressions this year because that's such a vague word, but I think it helps understand the human impact that you can have with social media. So whether that's likes or comments or followers or listens on my podcast, I hope to have hit, we'll just call it 2 million because I can't remember the exact number. I think it's attainable, but I think it's going to be hard. So let's say in August, that puts me, I should probably be around, like 1.2 or 1.3. Holy crap! That really puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Isn't it though? Got a long way to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, lastly, I hope that um, I hope that I've been able to travel somewhere for work at least once, and able to take my wife with me because she loves to travel. And if there was a way that I could combine the two, then that would be a real sweet spot. Nice. That's awesome. So I'm going to ask you a
0: quick follow up question. What do you need to do to attain the I mean, where do you need to be to hire two people? I mean, to, to comfortably say, okay, I'm, I'm where I want to be. I want to hire two people. What, what does that look like to you as far as your company is concerned?
1: Uh, having enough money to do it. Uh, I mean, really, capital is the only thing that prevents me from pulling on a salesperson right now. I'm a part-time salesperson mm-hmm. um, because I know that with a team, ultimately, they'll push me and help define like, my challenges a little bit better. And I do really well with that. Uh, but I ultimately, I know I I struggle getting it over the finish line. So if I had somebody to help me get products over the finish line, products and services over the finish line, I would do it immediately. So um, specifically the way I'm hoping to get that capital is I have a a couple of projects on tap right now where I'm going to be subcontracted hopefully um, for another company. Mm -hmm. And if, that all goes well. After paying myself back for the expense of the podcast for the past couple months, <laughs> which gets expensive depending yes, on your does. approach. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, after paying myself back a little bit for those already expenditures, I will I will bring somebody on as soon as I can justify doing it. All right.
0: If you had your choice of where in the world to, to conduct a business, to bring your wife with you, where where would you go? Would you go to France, Italy, uh, Scotland, or oh boy.
1: (laughs) Oh man, she's going to hate me for this. She's going to hate me for this so much. Um, If I had a, in terms of a six month goal, like really, I hope that I can have an opportunity to travel for work and work somewhere in upstate New York where I grew up, because then I would, get a chance to go visit my family who I miss um, and I love very much. And so I could combine all the worlds. If it was only for her, it would be Hawaii. (laughs) She really wants to go to Hawaii. So someday it would be great, but I think that's a better like year, Mm -hmm. like by the end of the year or into like a year from now, that would be an attainable goal. But if I could have a project in Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, like those areas, uh, that would be a home run for me because then I could have an excuse and have a little financial buffer and reason to go there more often. All right. While still coming back to palm trees. Oh, palm trees. You can't forget the palm trees. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. So, yeah. So in in six months, I'm going to give you another follow-up interview here and we'll see what goals you've attained and see if you've hit those. I'm looking for two new employees. I'm going to say two. I want two new employees from you. Okay. Okay. And, uh, I'm not gonna hold you to the, uh, the the to the trip thing because we never really know where we're going to end up anyway but but definitely want to have two new employees and we'll see where you where you're at in six months. So at this point, what I'd like you to do is tell me about everything you're in like your you said you're you're doing a podcast so tell me a little bit about your podcast and what that's about and tell me about your business and how we can get a hold of your services. This is, uh, this is your time to shine here. Okay, Trevor.
1: This has been really fun. And I, I really have enjoyed the questions and dialogue. So I appreciate that. Now I have to shift gears a little bit. Right? <laughs> um, so my business, as I mentioned, is called common leaders. I will also be registering a new business in the next few weeks, uh, because that costs money too. I'm going to register another DBA called Numospect. Um, don't steal my name. I own the domain, so don't bother. Um, <laughs> uh, and Numospect will be my experimental media company. So I want to be able to bring in things that I don't necessarily want under the common leaders happening because for common leaders, I've set some really, and this is going to help define what it is. I've set some really strict boundaries on uh, the types of companies and the types of business and the types of people that I want associated with it. And the explicit button on the podcast can never be hit under common leaders. Like that's a big no for me. Uh, So I want to make sure that I also have some flexibility to play around with some other ideas. So common leaders though, specifically is two things. It is intended to be a community. So I have a podcast and I also have all the social media sites where I highlight leaders who are common. Hence, common leaders. There you go. (laughs) And I only interview really a couple types of people on my podcast. I interview people who are maybe true experts in their field. So I talk to a fellow that is working on his PhD in leadership. So I talk to him. Uh, And then I also talk to people who are nominated by other people to be uh, highlighted by common leaders. So whether it's family, community, or business, I want to highlight people who just make the days better for others. Uh, Because, as I mentioned before, one of my sort of driving factors was realizing that leadership development in the conversations that you learn while learning about leadership at a formal level are reserved for people who are in business and have been successful, like executives and in big companies. Um, And that's about it. Like, that's that's the only people who get that type of love. And I think that's unfortunate. And I also think it's led to some of our social discourse issues where we can't have a, a debate and also be friends afterwards. Um, And I believe that's really unfortunate. So those are some of the driving factors behind common leaders. But I also, like I said, I want to bring in people who are just making the days better. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to teach people about leadership, because I've been fortunate to learn a lot of formal leadership. And I want to bring that to people in a way that is digestible, and also give them the opportunity to go deeper if they want to, Um, Mostly in free formats because I realized that the average person doesn't have a budget set aside for leadership development just for the heck of it. Uh, That's silly. And then the more revenue driven side of my business is related to coaching, both one on one and groups. Uh, As I mentioned, I've done leadership development at a consulting and at an organizational level before. So I offer that also. I really love to help hire, I've done a lot of hiring and I really love the interview portion of it. <laughs> um, and I've done quite a bit of career coaching. I found that career coaching is kind of a, a niche uh, for me, typically with people who are pretty established and just looking to like, get over the bump. I didn't really think that that was going to be a thing for me, but that's where I keep finding that people are interested in working with me is when they've are X number of years into their career and don't know what's next. So I enjoy doing that. It's fun to, to poke around and probe around a little bit in that vicinity. So everything I have is common leaders. So if you are on social media, Instagram, you know, Pinterest, YouTube, all the things under the sun, just type in common leaders, and that's how you would be able to find it. Uh, I work with Buzzcast. Uh, Buzzsprout is my podcast host. I think is yours too, um, and they are amazing. So. Anytime you are searching for common leaders in Google, it might take you to the Buzzsprout page first, but of course you can listen to my podcast on any place that you listen to podcasts and season two will be coming out in the next couple of weeks. I'll be posting my first episodes for season two next week. And I have a very, very vigorous schedule. So that should be fun. And I also have some edgy content that I'm excited about. Um, All right.
0: That's cool. So I'm assuming the name of your podcast is also Common Leaders. Sure it is. Yeah. yeah, Yes. All right. So uh, anything that's that's mentioned here as far as links, anywhere to get a hold of Trevor, um, I will definitely have in the show notes, into the show notes. Thank you very much, Trevor, for coming out. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. I've learned a lot. I hope some of the scuba leavers out there learned a little bit too. And uh, everybody stay tuned for the wrap up. Okay. Trevor, thank you so much.
1: Thanks, School Believers. Thanks, Jesse. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Scoob Believers, that was Trevor from Common Leaders LLC. Hey, I really had a great time doing that interview. It was awesome. I had a lot of great information in there, and just the conversation with Trevor was amazing. A couple of things I really picked out in that interview, which I really like to cover. Uh, he has some amazing information about getting started and uh, finding help for things that you're not really proficient at. Uh, being able to hire somebody out to uh, do the marketing for you, like Trevor was talking about, or if somebody could do like your social medias for you or something, whatever you're not good at, if you could find somebody to help you out. It will make a really big difference in your company and what you're trying to accomplish if you get somebody to help you out at something you're not good at. So another thing I'm really good at is I'm really glad we talked about boundaries. I don't I haven't really talked too much about boundaries in my other shows, but boundaries are really important if you want to accomplish something. That way, if you're saying yes to something, you really need to know what that you're actually saying no to. And if you're saying no to, what you're saying yes to and that kind of thing um plus it helps with the balance of your family and your time with your company make sure you set really good boundaries for yourself and your company that way everything's running proficiently and uh, (laughs) i really i had to keep the cat toy in there ladies and gentlemen i'm so sorry but it was just way too funny uh if you remember back on my episode one with angela caddy her dog sneezed in the background there and i had to keep that one so Apparently, if anything happens with animals, I'd like to keep it in my show. So that was uh, that was Trevor, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I'm just uh, real quick here, right towards the end, I want to give you a couple updates on a few things. One of the things I want to talk about here is the project I have, trying to put together the uh, speaking engagement. I saw that there was a social gathering for the entrepreneurs in the local area from the Chamber of Commerce. Now, last time that happened, I got in too late and the tickets were all sold out. As soon as I saw that happening, I was able to buy a ticket right away and I got in. So there's a mistake before that I didn't make this time. And that's going to be happening here real soon. So we're going to see if we can talk to some entrepreneurs in the local area and have them help me out in putting the uh, speaking engagement together. And the other thing I'd like to talk about here is um, back in episode 12. I announced that I was going to be learning a new language, that I left it up to you all to choose what language it was, and that was either Spanish, Russian, or Klingon. Well, the poll is in, and I'm going to be learning Spanish, and I'm really excited about that. I do have a little bit of experience in speaking Spanish. I did take a Spanish class in high school, um, wasn't very good at it, but i um, I think I could use that to help me along. So, starting on my next episode, episode eighteen, and at the end of every show, for about two, one or two minutes, you're going to hear me actually do the learning of the Spanish. So, uh, we're looking forward to that. So, at this point, if you want to get a hold of me, you could get a hold of me on Twitter at DJ Scoob. That's S K O O B twenty twenty one. You could email me if you have any questions about my show or if you'd like to talk about being on my show at uepodcast 2021 at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to leave a review for me on Apple or even in Spotify, I do read all my reviews. And if you do, I will definitely make mention of you on my next show. And uh, yeah, so that's some great stuff happening. And we're going to see what's going to happen from here. Thank you so much for listening. I really enjoy talking to you. And on the next show, we're going to go ahead and learn some Spanish. And we're going to see what else is going to happen. So thank you so much. And you all have a great evening. (laughs) Hello there. DJ Scoob here. And I just want to personally say thank you for listening to my program. I really hope you learned something. Tune in in two weeks to listen to another brand new entrepreneur. And remember, I can. I am. I am. I will, and I'm doing it today. As a worker of two full-time jobs, running a podcast and coaching, every minute counts in my day-to-day. It's hard to be consistent in any of my social medias. And at this point, I cannot hire a social media manager. Pinnacle AI to the rescue! I've been using Pinnacle AI for a couple of weeks now and seeing big improvements in my outreach and consistency in all my social medias. Do you want to save time and increase your productivity too? Go to tuepodcast.net backslash AI for more information. Save yourself time and grow your brand. Try it now and see what it can do for you.